0: Every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Well, I'm not a crook.
1: We had to push and shove our way through a crowd of several hundred Vietnamese. My
0: fellow Americans, I've said on several occasions that I wouldn't comment about the recent congressional hearings on the Iran-Contra matter.
1: The skies over Baghdad have been illuminated. I did not have sexual relations with that woman immediately there's speculation or cause for concern this is the world trade center that was the center of a terrorist bombing what difference at this point does it make protesters have now broken into the u.s capitol
0: this is our lives in politics on the america out loud network with your host booker scott and lou basada the history of america is about courageous men Whether they are the founding fathers or members of the greatest generation who sacrificed so much during World War II to preserve freedom and democracy, they built the country. Present day America is the richest and most successful country in the history of the world. Collectively and individually, the men who built the country represent the benevolent American. Together, they put personal differences aside to find commonality in the pursuit of the greater good virtue, heroism, service, and the ultimate sacrifice was expected when it was demanded. Now, those are not my words. However, I truly identify with them. And this is from a piece written by Sigurd Neubauer in Men and Culture magazine in August of 2022. He went on in that article to talk about how when he passes parks these days, he sees a lot of fathers, a lot of dads there, and fewer and fewer moms. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a great thing to see dads and fathers involved in their children's lives at the parks, but it may also be an indication of how society has flipped in gender roles. And it really makes you think about today's American man. Do we have what it takes? My guest on this show is the man who wrote the book, Real Men, Court Kirkerland is an author and an editor and he's worked with the washington times among others and he's still writing and editing today and we're going to get into real men and we're also going to get into a bunch of politics here on this hour my name is booker scott i'm the host of our lives and politics and my co-host and producer is lou Pazada. Unfortunately, he's unable to be here on this program, and hopefully I can make it through this hour alone with Court's help. Uh, As always, thank you for listening, because you are the most important part of the America Out Loud Network. This hour is brought to you by 4Patriots.com. Use the promo code OUTLOUD. That's one word, OUTLOUD, at 4Patriots.com. So Court, welcome to our lives in politics, and thanks for joining the conversation.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about your book a little bit, Real Men, because you heard the opening there. When it comes down to your book, you took a look at 10 different, I say, great Americans. Yes. Tell everyone really what that book was about and what your hope was for that book, and then who who did you write about?
1: Well, the, the genesis of the book... Um, occur the genesis of the book it arose out of conversations i was having with with uh, some of my colleagues at work about uh the way that men were to be perceived long ago and what was expected of them and the way they are perceived now and what's expected of them now you know as i was doing you know i read a lot of history and i and i got this idea uh, as i was reading history you know about crockett and lee and, and all these men some of whom had serious father problems but the society uh you know their mothers raised them properly and they became great heroes and the other point part of the book was is that men were expected to become men at a very early age uh there wasn't any adolescence the, the term adolescence uh did not exist in the early 19th century or late 17th century if you were a, A boy, you basically, when you were 13 or 14, you you were going to do one of two things. You're either going to go learn a trade or you're going to go to college. But in any event, you're expected to be an adult, certainly by the time you were 18 or 19, a fully functioning adult. So that was one angle. The other angle was the feminization of men um, in popular entertainment. And, uh, the obsession, uh, among, uh, in popular entertainment with, um, a carnal activity. So, and that was kind of the second part. That was kind of the second, uh, reason I wrote the book. It was, it was to show that, you know, men, uh, now of course this trans business was not going on back when I wrote the book, but now I'd have to, you know, now you'd have to bring that into it, uh too you know i was mainly writing about the homosexualization of the american male and effemization of the american male uh, just not acting like men now we got men trying to be women which is a whole different kettle of fish yes so that 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 that's you know how that arose that's how the book arose now i thought well let's pick 10 people that that I, that I either know something about or would like to know something about and uh so i came up with um the 10 men in my book, uh, Robert E. Lee is in there. Eddie Rickenbacker is in there. Crockett is in there. Uh, Lou Gehrig is in there. Francis Marion is in there. Rocky Versace, um, uh, while Bill Hickok is in there. So it's, it's, it's a pretty, you know, I, 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 have people, I have men in the book who range, um, from those who lived in the 18th century and, uh, and lived in the uh, late 20th century.
0: You know, as I looked at your book and the men that you had in it, you, you left one out that's one of my favorites, and that's Andrew Jackson. And he Oh, he's in there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He is. And no, I mean, you left one out of the names as you were just going through them.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and
0: Teddy Roosevelt, I believe, is in there. Um, and I remember as a young boy, I think second or third grade, I did a book report on Lou Gehrig, and he made a huge impression on me, really with the relationship with his mom, as I remember it. Um, but do you see a common thread with these men in, in, in that you
1: wrote about? Yes. Well, like I said, every one of them um, was expected to become a man at an early age. Davy Crockett was on his own when he was 12, uh, running up and down the Shenandoah Valley, uh, moving cattle around. Uh, <clears throat> Robert E. Lee, uh, of course, his father died uh, at a very early age. So He was raised by his mother, but uh, yeah, he became a great military hero. And, of course, the, uh, the leader of the Confederate Army in, in the, uh, in the uh, war between the states. So yeah they they all they do have a common thread some of them some of them had father problems and overcame them but the one thing that all of them all of them to a man had was physical courage uh physical courage and and a and a, and a healthy sense of masculinity um you know Audie Murphy is in the book he was another uh, man that had father problems his father abandoned the family and You know, he had to feed his his many brothers and sisters and he wound up in the army and he had all his combat decorations before he was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So so but the one the one common thread that runs through every one of them, the ones not all of them had father problems. But the one common thread is they all were physically courageous. Even Lou Gehrig, a baseball player, the way he faced his disease, he was physically courageous. You know, he didn't whine. He didn't uh, you know, he he took it like a man
0: and played as long as he possibly and, uh, could. And
1: you, and you know that and you know that from from what his wife said. Yeah. about him, um, what kind of a guy he was. So that's that's the common the common thread.
0: And as you look at this country today in society and you see young boys of 12, 13, 14, obviously they don't compare to 150, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. They don't have to um but is there any any hope really in this younger generation that they could do what a man did in World War II in 1943 um, when at 17 or 18 years old go across to to the other side of the world and fight a war?
1: Oh yeah, there are there are still young men, uh, 17 and 18, going into the Marine Corps, uh, absolutely, and, and and the Army. They're going in out of high school. Uh, they're getting through boot camp. Um, you know, they're going through the crucible. Um, I know, so, I know some of them personally, um, and uh, so that's uh, absolutely. And I and I think it's a good thing for them. Uh, I think the difference. The, the I think the rise of social media. And, you know, the, these electronic devices everybody has in their hands 24-7 is, a, is not a necessarily a good thing. Um, I mean, they're great tools, but kids are getting mesmerized by them. And, and we're seeing, what, I forget, you, you've probably seen the, the statistic, too. I don't know exactly what it is. But let's just say a significant number of young Americans are unable to serve in the military because they are not physically fit. Mm -hmm. so you know you have that so so, to you know so there are a lot of young americans the answer to your question is yes and no yes there are still young men who are going into the military who are still physically fit who are athletes who could do the things that that men were doing in 1939 or 40 but there is way way more of them who can't right i think so yeah Uh, because because i mean the i mean the military is telling us this we can't they have to uh you know they just can't get the quality recruits because these guys are so physically weak and you know how much of this is uh from you know you know being sedentary and sitting on phones how much of it is the ingestion of soy and estrogen products Mm -hmm. that's that's stripping them of their masculinity i don't know i only know what the military says which is that these these young men are not physically fit they can't they can't act it
0: we don't have a lot of twelve-year-olds running up and down uh, in the holler
1: anymore, like
0: Davy Crockett
1: did. Well, no, no, and and I, I'm not sure that's a healthy thing. I mean, Davy <laughs> Crockett did not certainly did not have a healthy <laughs> healthy relationship with his father. I mean, his old man beat him, you know, beat him to a pulp every day of the week and twice on Sunday, you know. So uh, that was one of the reasons he left home. And when he came back when he was seventeen, he was bigger than his father, and his father never touched him again. Yeah, I bet. But. um but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is, is that we don't have any expectations for these kids. You know, yeah, be an adolescent until you're 25. Right. You know, be an adolescent until you're 30. So men, forgetting about the fact that they're physically weak, morally they're weak and mentally they're weak, they're not, they are not capable. They do not have the, the wherewithal to even consider being married at the age of 22 or 23. Because they because they're so immature. I mean, they're they're uh, you, you know they they don't have any. Uh, there's no pressure on them to 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 grow up, be a man, and start a family. Part of this is part part of the reason for this, of course, is the rise of feminism and easy sex. I mean, you're not going to buy the cow, and you can get the milk for free. That's right. Yeah. And we have a you know we also have a society, a popular entertainment that encourages. That says, you know, have fun until you're thirty. Don't get married, you know. The other the other end of of of, of that whole question is why would you get married when you can be stripped of everything with with, with a no-fault divorce and be left penniless at the age of forty.
0: There's a whole lot you know, of that, that uh, bring, there, There's a whole lot of
1: no accountability. Up, uh, well, I uh, just just I mean uh, let me make an aside here. In in your introduction, you were saying fathers in the park. I don't think those fathers are in the park because gender vultures I think those fathers are in the park because they're having visitation with their kids.
0: That could be. Yeah, it may. I, be.
1: I, I. I. It is. I, I'm. I'm telling you. I mean, I guarantee you that's what it is. It's not just that they're, they're. You know, they're being with their kids because mom's out working. It's that they're with their kids because that's the two hours of visitation they're going to get that day or that weekend or whatever. Yeah. Or as part of their visitation that weekend, and you know that that's a whole nother uh, that's a whole nother angle to you know the crushing of masculinity is, uh, and and being a responsible adult again is why is a man what incentive is there for him to marry a woman who may or may not uh, take his children and leave him penniless when he's forty, and the courts are going to let her do it. Yeah.
0: So uh, do you have any answers? Do you you have any answers? answers? Well,
1: (laughs) well, answers to that particular question is yes. Um, uh, One, the culture has to reject divorce. I mean, we we're going to have to have have you know our Protestant ministers and our Catholic priests start denouncing divorce regularly. That's number one. Number two, the law's got to be changed. Yeah, I can, you can't have no fault divorce. I mean, you, you literally. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is true in all fifty states. I mean, I, I, California passed the first no fault divorce law, and I think you probably know who signed it. Um, the 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 uh, the um, you can in any state in America today, you can be married for twenty years, have a kid in college, a couple of kids in high school. Forty-five year old guy, forty-five year old woman. Unless let, women fall for seventy-five percent of the divorces because they're not happy—that's mm-hmm. usually the reason. But let's 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 reverse it. The man, because the man can do the same thing. So he can he can fall in love with his secretary, who's ten years younger than his wife and is still, you know, young and beautiful. The bloom not off of her rose yet, and he can go home to his wife and just say, "I'm out of here." She can't stop him. Yeah. And and we're still, we're still, uh, if she's away, if she's not there in home, he can take the kids, he can lock her out. I mean, that's what no fault divorce is. You it's, it's possession is nine tenths of the law. No fault divorce. He can take the kids and disappear and there's nothing she can do because he's a custodial parent too.
0: Let's go back to something. So
1: that's got to stop. I mean, but that, when you're talking about those fathers in the park, that's who you're seeing.
0: Let's let's go back to something you said a few minutes ago, because I think it's worth a little bit more conversation. And that is the Protestant ministers, pastors and the priests in Catholic and Episcopal churches. They've gotten really soft on this. A lot of them have. And it, do you feel like how do you feel they broach this subject uh, with with
1: well, they don't. They don't, and and they don't. Now, in the case of your Protestant ministers, of course, a lot of them are divorced themselves. Um, so that's number one. But number two, there are so many people. There are so many pew sitters who are divorced. They're afraid they're going to upset them. Right. You, you know, I live in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, you know, it's a, which is a which is a very leftist town in the middle of a very red county because of the school here. I mean. Are any of the pastors here where you have a significant population of college professors who are all liberals or communists? Are they really going to start speaking, giving uh, a hard line on social issues if they have a significant number of pew sitters who are left wing professors? Yeah, that's another book for you. no, um, no, that's <laughs> not to say. Now, out here in the county where I live out in the county, you know, I live, I got a, uh, uh, you know, I live out near the mountains. Now out here you'll hear it, but these are not liberal college professors. These are all the folks out here are are, are normal everyday Americans who, who have regular jobs. Some of them are blue collar, and so they you know they're very conservative. They're all Trump supporters. I mean, and in, in the county where I live, you know, Democrats can have their meetings in a phone booth. You know, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. not that many of them here. Right. So you know, yeah, you'll get it out here, but I mean, in any big city where I mean, and this is the other thing, you know, of course, the, the, in the case of the Catholic priest, they've all been compromised. Yeah. I mean, how, how, how is Wilton Gregory, the the, the, the cardinal, the, whatever he is, the bishop in Washington? I mean, is this man really going to really attack social issues the way he should?
0: You know, as, as a Christian myself, when it comes to the Bible and being biblical, <laughs> why should a pastor or a mission Or a minister in uh, one county or one part of the county have a different sermon than someone in the other. And obviously it's for money and you're afraid you're going to run people off. But isn't that an important part of our country as well? And how does that how does that all what
1: do you mean is what is what an important part?
0: I mean, just the Judeo Christian um, aspect of it. And are we watering things down so much when it comes to the accountability uh, in each other with respect and regard for one another? Uh, It seems like so much of that is gone in our country now. And the foundations that we were taught as children are no longer taught.
1: Well, they're not. They're not only not taught, the opposite is being taught. I mean, good grief! We got drag queens running around in public schools. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there, 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 you know, I, I, and, and 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 there are actually scoreboards that are 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 putting um, tampon dispensers in the boys' rooms in school. I mean, it's madness! It's utter madness. The same-sex bathrooms. Madness. The same-sex bathrooms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah they call them the same-gender bathrooms. But anyway, yeah, they, they are dual-gender, whatever they call them. You have a—you um, know, I mean, we're, we're, we're in a situation now where we're, we're not in post-Christian America. This is what—we're you know, in post-Christian America. No, we're not. We're in anti-Christian America.
0: And is there— do I you mean, see, we had— Do you see any way to get it, that back?
1: No. Like, yeah, it, I, it's frustrating, isn't no. it? I, I, I have a hard it's, time. No, I, I mean, come on. We had, okay, we had in the State of the Union address the other night, public officials proudly wearing a pin that said abortion, and a heart was in the middle of the O. Yes. It was the hole in the O. Now, that that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, 30 years ago, uh, Clinton was telling us it ought to be safe, legal, and rare, I don't know if you remember that. It yeah. safe, legal, and rare. Not anymore. We had the governor of Virginia who openly advocated infanticide in a radio program. That's all you need to know. And we're not going to vote ourselves out of this. That, that's the other thing. We're, we're, voting is not going to fix this problem. So Because <laughs> there's, there's too many people on the other side. Half the country voted for Biden. Well, at least that's what we're told. Yes, correct. All right. So assuming that's true, okay, that half of the country... I, I don't know if you read my piece at my, our website. Uh, two colleagues of mine and I run a website called AmericanRemnant.com. Uh, they, the country has to separate. First of all, the country's too big. You can't have a republic with 300 million people. Uh, that's number one. Number two, but the country's going to have to separate. If you, During the elections, in the last election season... They were open. The other side was openly saying that certain people who voted for Trump ought to be executed. I, mean, I, I want you to understand this is this is far beyond uh, anything I'd ever witnessed when I was in politics in D.C. for 13 years.
0: And court that, that also went into uh, covid. The same people were saying uh, yeah. people that didn't take the vaccine or wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah. they should be killed. or uh, Everybody this, moved this to idiot, Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. This it's,
1: idiot, this idiot, this idiot, Sean Penn is saying people that, that don't take the vaccine shouldn't be allowed to do anything howard stern was another one yes so i mean i think i think we have to uh, see here here's the thing i think uh oh i saw something the other day that I, it made me laugh out loud somebody was discussing uh <laughs> how some program violated the constitution but the constitution has been a dead letter for at least 50 years what, what are you even discussing it for mm-hmm. there's that, there is no constitution the, the constitution means what these nine people say it means and what the ACL says it means, there's no meaning to it. There's no point. And if you want to know where we are with the Constitution, when the reporter from I forget where it was asked Nancy Pelosi where in the Constitution uh, Obamacare is authorized, she laughed. She laughed or or snickered and and looked at the reporter and said, "Are you serious?" I mean, as Joe, as Joe Soburn <laughs> used to say, at least back in the '50s, when 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 Congress wanted to do something. That would probably be unconstitutional. They tried to at least put a fig leaf on it, so they called the interstate highway system a defense measure yeah, because that would be constitutional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, but at least at least then they at least probably put a fig leaf, and now they don't even bother. I mean, so so there's so, so there's no point in pretending that we are going to uh, that we are going to recover from this.
0: You know, you we're mentioned, not gonna recover. You mentioned something. Gone. You mentioned something, and I want to get into yeah. more of that here in a few minutes, and into some more political stuff that we're seeing in Washington D.C. Yeah, um, in a few minutes. But b- before we wrap up this segment of the show, you, you mentioned a few minutes ago about the heart in the O of the abortion, and right. that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah, right. and, and it really hurts my heart, and the, and when I think about it you know, obviously they think of a child in the womb as being a clump of cells is what they say. So, but what about the women? They call it women's health care, And I know I go to church with women that had to make that decision or chose that 40, 50 years ago when they were a teenager, they've never gotten over it. It's a tough decision. And to put a heart in, in that abortion, like it is something to love, when you when they're not being empathetic at all to the decision that has to be made by girls and women every day in this country.
1: Well, scripture tells us there will come a time when they will call evil good and good evil. And here we are. And here we are. I mean, I mean, there's no, yeah, yeah there's no dealing with these people. Okay, you can't deal. Okay, this isn't. This is what I try to explain to people when they say, "Oh, we just got to get enough votes." you know, it's not going to happen. What we need to be doing now as conservative Americans is figuring out what we're going to do in the future when it all collapses. How are we going to protect our families? How are we going to live in Christians in this society? You know, right now, and and, and it's just you are not going. We are dealing with people who are now saying that a man can turn into a woman. There's no debating with somebody like that. And have a child. And, yes and there's, no, there's no point in even <laughs> discussing it with them i mean look see, and people you know you know the old you i i you know i was in dc in the late 80s and through 1996 until i came down in the Shenandoah valley and you know the, the biggest debates there were then and back then people on my side, dick Eppart, he's awful you know rostentowski he's awful jim right he's awful they're all liberals they're all in favor of you know they're all in favor of um Trade restrictions. They were right about that, by the way. They're all in favor of trade restrictions and they're they're in favor of bigger government and they want more Social Security payments and they want the minimum wage to go up. Gosh, I would long to be able to debate with Dick Kephart again. Yeah. And argue over the minimum wage because it's not a that's a prudential issue. The minimum wage is a prudential issue. If you think it ought to be uh, seven fifty an hour, and I think it ought to be eight fifty an hour, that's not a moral issue. It's a matter of prudential judgment.
0: That's a different argument than okay. a man having a it's child.
1: A, yes, exactly. This is not the same argument as I want to jam a scissors into a baby's skull as it emerges from a birth canal. Okay, that's why we're not going to get along. And here's the problem. So many women have had abortions. And all those women had parents, cousins, uncles, boyfriends, and the boyfriends, the father had all his relatives. So a significant number. So when you're talking about 60 million, what is it, 60 million abortions since 1973, when you're talking about that many abortions, even if you were to say, even if you were to say that 30 million of those women had more than one. You still have hundreds of millions of people who have involved in some way with an abortion. Now, with that kind of political weight, you're just not going to ban it through democratic procedure. Yeah. I mean, you might on the state level. Yes, you will in some states, but there's a lot of conservative people. You're not going to do it nationally. It's not going to happen. And if it had not been for Trump, roe v. Wade would still be federal law or federal uh, or I should say an, uh, a, a uh, an operative or a Supreme Court ruling.
0: We're going to have to step down for a moment to take a break. And you mentioned a couple of things that I want to get back to I, on the other yeah. side of this. You you mentioned a separation. We're not going to win through elections. So let's get into that a little bit deeper but before we do, the Chinese balloon with a spy balloon, you make anything
1: out of that? <laughs> I didn't, frankly, I didn't, I didn't follow the balloon caper very closely because I didn't view it as anything really serious. I mean, I, they shot it down. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I, I would have shot that thing down over a populated area.
0: No, no, but maybe in the Pacific before it went across the country. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, uh, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm not forgetting that. I mean, nobody yeah. knew it was here until all of a sudden it popped up in Montana. That's the first time I saw it. Yeah, well, that's. When I'm, we I'm less about worried. It. I'm less worried about that than I am about this report from Seymour Hirsch uh, that uh, that. Uh, we were behind the uh the sabotage of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy crazy world right now. And you have to you have to wonder can, could a Chinese spy balloon carry the capability to maybe put us in a blackout. You know, national security experts are warning and at, well, at you our, mean
1: you mean an, an EMP bomb? I, I have no idea. Yeah, but it it could be possible. I, I have no idea. I didn't
0: Yeah, yeah. And the um, our national experts are warning that the grid is very vulnerable. And in January, it marked the third time a power station in North Carolina was damaged by gunfire. Authorities are saying the attack raises a new level of threat. Authorities are now checking that grid for the vulnerabilities, and they've identified nine key substations. Now, if these substations are attacked, power could be knocked out from coast to coast for up to 18 months. That's a blackout, lasting not days, but weeks or months.
1: You, yeah, your all life, they need to do, yeah.
0: Yeah, your life would exactly be frozen but. right at that moment, right when, when the power when, fails. When, yeah, Lights all over yeah. the country would go out, throwing people into total darkness. That's why having your own portable solar power now is is more important than ever. With the Patriot Power Sidekick from Four Patriots, you get a solar generator that doesn't install in your house. It's quick, easy, portable, it's on the go, and it's even inside or out, wherever you wanna take it. And it's really small, it's about the size of a lunchbox, eight pounds, but it's really powerful. Powerful enough for your medical devices, your phone, even that mini fridge. It comes right now with a free solar panel, free shipping, and this is the best part, practically unheard of, 365-day satisfaction guarantee. The best part, you get 10% off your first purchase right now by typing the word out loud. One word, out loud. Just go to 4Patriots.com, use the code OUTLOUD for 10% off your first purchase of the Patriot Power Sidekick or anything else in the store. That's 4Patriots.com, promo code OUTLOUD.
1: on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers.
0: AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. america out loud talk radio the liberty and justice for all Welcome back to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network. I'm Booker Scott, along with an editor and an author. And, Court, we were talking uh, before the break, and you mentioned a couple of things stuck in my head, and that was we have to separate, and elections
1: won't get us out of that. Let's talk talk about that. What well, is it, what is mean, the separation? How are we going to, like, like I said, okay, let's just, uh, before we get to the separation, you know, again, I want to emphasize is that, you know, we are a past a breaking point of this country where the, 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 the left, and, and I would include in that, you know, a significant number of, you know, everyday voters, as well as the people who are in control of social media, Hollywood, the entertainment industry, you know, the, the, the ruling class, financial access, they hate us. OK, they want to replace us. OK, that's why they're letting in a bazillion illegal aliens across this border, uh, you know, around. so that has to be understood. And, and when I say these people hate us, go look at their social media during the last election cycle. Again, I wrote about it in, in, in a piece for the American Rim where I discussed this idea. I don't know how the country could separate. All I know is that it's going to have to. You know and and otherwise there's because it's going to come to blood i think I, I you know i agree with brimlow on peter brimlow on this it's it's i don't see a way out of this again we are not dealing here with a debate over how many parking meters to to to, to put in a municipal parking lot we are dealing with political enemies who do not believe that or who do believe that a man can be turned into a woman And that doctors should be able to do double mastectomies on 15-year-old girls. That is who we are dealing with. You can't live with those people. And apart from a religious conversion, they are not going to change. This is this is reaching the point where it's openly demonic. By the way, that that's a whole another spiritual aspect of this is a whole another aspect of it. But I think I think there does need to be a separation. I think one of the things that could cause it is if some of these border state governors would start deporting illegal aliens and dare Biden to stop them, because that's what I mean. This stunt that they pulled about saying you know Abbott bussing all these illegals to New York, okay, that's fine. OK, you made your point, but you're still leaving them in the country. Yeah, further They've in the country. They've got to be removed. Yeah. They're, and they're further uh, in. Yeah. So so uh, I thought it was very funny that, that that New York, which is a sanctuary state, has started busting into Canada. Right. No <laughs> to have them. I saw but, that. <laughs> but the, 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 my point is this, is that until a governor on the border down there just simply says enough, a wall's going up. And they are going to be sent back to Mexico and any federal authorities get in our way are going to be mowed down.
0: I don't see any governor in any of those states being strong enough to do that.
1: Well, then you're going to lose your state Yeah, and the country. That's it. I mean, you're, you're, you're and we're going to lose the country. That's the problem. And, they're, you know, Biden is remember something. This when I hear people call this the border situation a crisis or Biden's a failure. And I don't know. You've seen how much of my tweets on this. Biden's a failure. No, he's not. Biden is not failing. He is succeeding. Mm-hmm. He is purposely aiding and abetting illegal immigration. It's all by His design. The Homeland Security Secretary is a Cuban subversive who is an immigrant himself, who first of all shouldn't even be in a doggone country, much less running our Homeland Security Department. And I don't care how many times he said the pledge of allegiance. He shouldn't be in the country. Neither should Omar. Okay. Uh so the the point is is that uh we have a president who is actively aiding and abetting illegal immigration. That's a federal felony.
0: You bring up Ilhan Omar, and this this was something that I wanted to transition with you to, and that is the committee assignments where Swalwell, Schiff, and of course Omar, <laughs> they, they were all kicked off their, their committees. And the meltdown was glorious to see the squad meltdown on the floor of the House of Representatives.
1: Well, I mean, you know, these, these women, they're just, they're they are irrational. I mean, they're, they're not even dealing with a, you know, any of those women in the squad. None of them are playing with a full deck. I don't know if you've seen any of the data, but a significant number of leftists in this country self-report mental illness. I think mean, it's more than 50%. And a significant number of those are women. They're globally unhappy people. Yeah. You know, they're not happy. I mean, they're, they're, they're globally unhappy. They hate everybody. They hate their lives. They they, they think they're being put upon. And, uh, you, know, you know, they're crazy. I mean, I mean, AOC is crazy.
0: And Ilhan Omar married mean, her does. brother. It, you know, yeah, we the, had
1: Omar married yeah, her brother. Immigration yeah. fraud, student loan fraud. Uh, this part of all, there's another. One. Why is she even in the country? She shouldn't be.
0: Exactly. And, and she's in Congress. And now, why, why is
1: Rashida Tlaib, I think it's how you say her name, why is Rashida Tlaib in this country? Because her parents are Palestinian immigrants. Why? Why were they permitted to come to the United States of America? To begin with. To begin with. And you know what? If they don't come, we don't have her as a problem.
0: And you you know, I see these committee assignments also from, uh, to expose the hypocrisy. You know, Nancy Pelosi did the same thing with the January 6th committee. She would not allow any Republicans on that committee. The only two that showed up uh, because they begged their way on, they wanted to be on, was Liz Cheney, who ended up gets you know, getting beat by 50 points in her primary. In her primary, <laughs> she gets beat. And Adam Kinzinger, who retires because... They change the lines, and he has no chance of winning another term in Congress. So those are the only two Republicans that arguably are not conservative Republicans that were allowed on on that committee. Jim Jordan was left off. All these people were left off. Now the Republicans have the 118th Congress, and they kick Swalwell, Schiff, and Omar off these committees. It's the same thing Nancy Pelosi did, and again, they're having this meltdown. For me, it is the ultimate in hypocrisy.
1: Well, if leftists didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. First of all, um, I I thought uh, McCarthy finally showed some backbone. He's a weak sister, and and, and he will betray us. Uh, But uh, he did show some backbone when when he defended throwing squabble off the committee. So I was saying, you didn't see the briefing that I saw. Yeah. You didn't get the FBI briefing that I got. This guy never should have been on the committee. And and for the he listeners was involved with a red agent. Thank you. I was going to say for that, the listeners that, that, that ends don't it right know. There. Yeah. I mean that,
0: that ends it. and and then shift.
1: <laughs> no first of all well never mind go ahead uh,
0: I, I was just going to say with schiff it was every day uh, during russian collusion that was in plain sight but nobody has ever seen it still to this day there was one thing going on behind co- closed doors and impeachment hearings and he would come out the door and say something completely opposite and we know that now so all he did was lie yeah, the entire he,
1: he he's a, he's a really bad actor and um uh you know if anybody ought to be prosecuted for treason it ought to be him for attempting to overthrow the government of the united States with a, with a with a hooked up with a hooked up impeachment proceeding i mean the whole point of an impeachment proceeding is that the evidence that is offered in it is true there yeah. was no russia collusion scandal and this is the thing if anything the collusion was on the other side i mean we had Uh, the clinton operatives colluding with ukrainians uh to deep six trump and get dirt on trump i mean we had we had uh schiff get caught on that parody radio show soliciting nude photos of trump he fell for that one hook line was made a fool out (laughs) of i mean this is the thing you know let me go back to the 80s you know at least when we were dealing with Dick Gephardt, it's not as bad as we thought. He was pro-life Catholic, by the way, uh, Democrat. At least when we were dealing with Dick Gephardt, we knew we were not dealing with someone that hated us. Dick Gephardt did not hate Ronald Reagan and his supporters. Even Tip O'Neill didn't, and he was bad. And Tip O'Neill was was a pretty bad uh, basket of apples. Uh, Dan Rostenkowski. You know, he he didn't hate. In fact, a lot of his voters were probably ethnic Catholic conservatives that have been voting Democrat all their lives and would never change. This is this is where we are now. I mean, the Democratic Party, uh, you know, has literally been taken over by crazy communist lunatics. And you mentioned, and they uh, put Biden out as their front man because they they knew Sanders would get crushed. I mean, they're not going to put a communist like Sanders out there.
0: You mentioned Kevin right. McCarthy. I mean,
1: let, and let's call Sanders what he is. Let's stop the socialist stuff. He's not a socialist. <laughs> okay. Let's, let, let's, let's stop lying. Okay. You know, Let's stop giving this guy the benefit. He's a commie. Okay. <laughs> Period. In capital he had, letters. He had, he had campaign staffers that were talking about gulags, and he didn't fire him. (laughs) As far as I know,
0: you you mentioned Kevin McCarthy. Let's let's go back a few weeks ago and uh, into January. The 118th Congress comes in and they have to vote for a speaker. And then it takes five votes and all the talking heads on television were melting down. They were going nuts and everything should have been agreed upon. For me, I looked at it brought me a a breath of fresh air. Uh, I'm like, okay, now this is the way it's supposed to look like all the time and i was glad to see the votes what was your opinion on all that
1: you know this rubber stamping these leaders but uh you know what did we get out of it we got boehner we got ryan uh who were just awful just awful and uh and and i think we got another awful one now but at least he was put on some sort of notice but I mean, in, 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 until I mean, I just don't have any hope in the GOP. I mean, the, it's donors, the donor class, yes. is not going to allow. I mean, look of all everything you need to know about the Republican Party. You, you found out when they booted Steve King, when they betrayed Steve King,
0: and 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 even more so when they voted for, for ronald telling Mc, the truth, ronald McDaniel. You know, just recently yeah. in the. I mean, I, I don't know
1: why. Are we, yeah, yeah, you know, this is a GOP. You know, I worked for Howie Phillips 30 years ago. Uh, for, I'm going for more than that, 35 and fallen 40 years ago. Anyway, said, you know, the Republican Party is useless. You know, the, 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 the two parties are two trains going off a cliff. The Democrats are <laughs> going at 100 miles an hour, the Republicans are going at 80. <laughs> You're going to go off the cliff. <laughs> and that's why I say voting is not going to solve this problem. We are $30 trillion in debt. What's going to happen to that?
0: And it drives me nuts that Biden keeps saying a deficit, a deficit. Well, that's because you just spent $6 trillion. Uh, So, yeah, $5.5 trillion would be a $500 billion deficit.
1: How, how, I mean, anybody that says, oh, you know, we just got to get people out to the polls, you know, we we, we just got to get people out to the polls, you know, and vote. Okay, well, let me ask you something. How are you going to overcome? with voting the situation that we are in now how is voting going to change that i've never been people that people that still have hope that 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 something can be done never have an answer for me oh we just have to keep trying well i understand you got to keep trying and, and maybe maybe that's true we need to keep trying but at the same time we're trying we need to have a, a, we need to open our eyes and, and settle down uh, and figure out what's going to happen when it collapses, because I am 99% sure that's coming. I mean, when you when you have public officials, entertainers saying that, you know, people that don't want the vax ought to be harmed in some way, or not allowed to shop, or not allowed to go to school, or whatever, not allowed to have a job, which means not allowed to eat. I mean, when you, when you have credit card companies cutting off conservatives because the SPLC and the ACE will call them and start to make trouble for them, or because they're woke themselves, you know, and they've, they, they've hired a, you know, they, they're they completely woke, like Coca-Cola or any of these other companies. I mean, how are you going to vote yourselves out of that? How can you vote yourself out of Joel uh, Roth? He works for a private company. you are going to vote yourself out of that. Uh, how are you going to vote yourself out of Bill Gates and uh, uh, the other guy, Zuckerberg? Yeah, you can't are you going to vote yourself out of? Are we going to vote ourselves out of the danger that Klaus Schwab represents to us? Because we've been
0: asleep too long, probably. You <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, the culture, the culture is liberal. The politics is liberal. Everything is liberal. And then, well, as we I, talked I, about I, earlier, uh, even even the church in some cases. Yes. Is well, it's,
1: it's interesting that you that you bring that up because one of the things I I I I try to explain to people is that the entire American political debate and that includes the conservative side of it takes place on liberal grounds. It takes place in in a circle that itself is leftist. That that, that contains leftist assumptions. So you can't win. You know, there there the, there are certain assumptions in our political debate that are left-wing assumptions that conservatives defend. You see it all the time from the GOP, uh, which is why I've been kicking them in the tail like, uh, the last couple of days. Uh, I've been you know, doing it. Twitter, I've been I mean, doing not, it for two years. Not that anybody sees my tweets. I don't. I don't, you know, not that I'm not that big of a personality. But uh, hey, by the, the, by the um, way,
0: Court, tell tell everyone where they can follow you on Twitter right now. While, since you yeah, mentioned,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, at uh, R Court C O R T Kirkwood K I R K W O O D. At R court Kirkwood, my website, I run with two, uh, uh, two close colleagues, it's called American Remnant, and I also write for The New American, uh, www.thenewamerican.com. And uh, but I I don't see ourselves voting. Our you know we got people that want us to eat bugs. That there <laughs> there's there's another. One. You don't have to go any farther than that. They're actually advocating this. We're going to eat bugs.
0: Yeah I know. And and uh, but I've had crickets before. They're not that bad if they're fried right. Um, most things well, fried are pretty good. <laughs> um, you the uh, the classified documents. You know, as soon as classified documents were found at Joe Biden's home in his garage at the U Penn Center, which China paid fifty-four million dollars to, the first thing that popped in my head is the Democrats are done with him; they're ready to move on to Gavin Newsom, obviously. Or this wouldn't have happened. What were
1: your thoughts? Possible? Well, that's possible. I I hadn't thought about it in those terms. I just I just thought the uh, I just thought it was very interesting that you know of a sudden uh you know classified documents um being all over the place was not a problem well they have been there a for years a problem. Yeah, oh, no worries no no worries it's, it's just you know there's no worries. So, but there was a worry for Trump.
0: The reason why I say they were done with Biden and they don't want him to run in 24, and this was their answer to it, was because those those documents have been in the garage for years. They've been at UPenn for years. Now, all of a sudden, oh, sure, they're yeah. found. You know, it's it's a little odd yeah. to me that, uh, you know, the timing is It's pretty much transparent that it's time for Gavin Newsom to come into the picture. And I believe that's, that's what that's, they're doing.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about Newsom, but you know, you might be right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's too crazy for the Democrats or not. I mean, he's a real radical. That guy.
0: <laughs> we've just spent we've uh, just spent an hour about how crazy the Democrats are. So maybe he fits right in.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is um, yeah. The worst thing, though, the way, I guess almost as bad as the the fact that the Democrats have have essentially become an openly totalitarian operation. Is that there's no opposition from the GOP as a practical matter.
0: We agree on that 100%. Uh, no backbone uh, whatsoever.
1: And, and uh, I mean, you know, Greg Abbott, actually, this is interesting. I think Greg Abbott has the chance to become a national political figure. What makes you think that? Uh, all he has to do is start deporting. And he, all of a sudden, he is going to be in the news every day, particularly if he can force Biden's hand. But he, the question is, will he do that?
0: Other than other than Trump and DeSantis, who everyone wants to talk about right now, who else do you see on the conservative side that could emerge in 2024?
1: I, to be honest, I, I haven't given that too much thought because Trump and DeSantis are the two Uh, are the two that everyone is talking about. I think Trump is making a crucial error in these petty attacks on DeSantis. I I, I think he should ignore DeSantis because if Trump were to get the nomination, he would be a perfect running mate for him. So why do you want to carry out these ridiculous attacks? Uh, These petty attacks, sending out those photos. And and I, I think that's a huge mistake. Trump is, you know, in many ways, Trump is his own worst enemy.
0: I, I, uh, I agree completely. You and I are 100% uh, yeah. in agreement on that.
1: You know, he, and I will I will say something else. You know, as, as bad as Biden is, you know, part of the reason we're in the fix run is because of Trump. Yes. Because he collapsed in the late, he, first of all, he stopped talking about the issue that matters most right now, which is immigration. He completely panicked on this COVID thing, when this hit. He completely panicked and the shutdowns and went along. You know, he never should have panicked and gone along with this with this COVID insanity. And uh, one of the ironies of that whole episode was all in. The, I'm not taking any Trump vaccine. We well, were the first ones in line when the thing was developed. Yeah. Which it turns out that it's killing people.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, which is and,
1: why you don't, which is why, which is why we don't allow drugs to be rushed into production after six months of research. Typically we don't do that. Do we? I mean, good grief. All you have to do is talk to some of these, talk to some of the drug manufacturers and, 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 and they, they've all, you, you talk to some of the more, uh, you see, I think it was, uh, the, this has been written about in the Wall Street Journal at length. Is the the amount of paperwork that has to be done before you can get a drug approved? Truckloads, truckloads, in years. And uh, we 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 put these vaccines out in six months.
0: Yeah, very questionable. The, and uh, now we, we now
1: best. we know they knew they weren't going to work. We know that now. You know, so the, I, I I partly blame Trump for the for the fix that we're in uh, because. He, yeah, how do you lose to a guy that never leaves his basement?
0: Because he never left the basement. You know, they they kept him. Yeah, how do you,
1: yeah well, that, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, how do you how do you lose to Joe Biden? I mean, Trump was a successful president. I, I filled my car up, my Yukon up today with gas, hundred and twenty nine dollars. Okay, a year, two years ago, three years ago under Trump, that would have been about a seventy dollar fill up. Right. I mean, cause, so, so, I mean, so this line in the State of the Union the other night, good grief, oh, well, you know, gas prices came down. Well, yeah, they came down, but I mean, it's still costing me almost 150 bucks to put gas in my tank. And by the way, you know, the arsonist doesn't get to take credit for putting out fire.
0: And uh, something else in the State of the Union the other night that I think should be brought out is <laughs> Joe Biden in another one of his lies says costs are coming down. Now, what he's referring to is the inflation rate, which came down to six and a half percent. But when you compound that over last year, which in the same month was seven and a half percent, you now have 14 percent inflation over two years. So what we are feeling is 14 to 15 percent more. And they fail to mention that. Costs never really come down. Inflation rate coming down means the prices aren't going as fast um, going up as high as fast. So, uh, you know, the fact checkers disappear when Joe Biden comes to do the State of the Union. And our our time is coming close to an end here, Court. And I really want to thank you. It's been an enjoyable and a very fast hour. Thank you. And I would love to get you to come back sometime and share your thoughts Um, real quick to come back anytime before before we get out of here. Uh, Ukraine-Russia war, you know, I I never publicly really talk much about it because I don't believe I can believe anybody, whether it's Ukraine, Russia, or America. um, So I just kind of stay out of it publicly, except when it comes to the money. $100 billion earmarked from the U.S. government to Ukraine. Their entire budget for a year is $30 billion. We just gave it to Ukraine in about nine or 10 months.
1: Well, and and we were told that we couldn't build a border wall because it was too expensive at five billion dollars. Well, I think it would have been more than five billion, but even if it were thirty billion, it still would have been cheaper. Right, right. And so again- I, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I first of all, I don't, want, I don't want any American dying on the ground in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in propping up that money laundering operation, that sex trafficking operation that guy Zelensky is running over there, and. Um, Uh, As far as I'm concerned, uh, it's none of our business. None. Zero. I don't care if Putin runs over the whole doggone country. It's not my business. When he starts shooting at me, I'm ready to send the Marines. But until he... Well, I got an invasion on my own border. I don't need to go over to Ukraine to stop that one.
0: Yeah, but there's no one in Washington, D.C. that has... (laughs) Any fortitude to stop what's happening on the southern border in America right now? And court, no, they before, know what
1: they, that could be stopped tomorrow. I could, I could stop that. I could put me in office. I'll stop that tomorrow.
0: Before we get out of here, tell everyone where they can <laughs> find you one more time, who you're right for, and
1: where. Yeah, they can sure. Yeah, you. Yeah, uh, the American dot and my Twitter feed is r at r. Court, C-O-R-T, Kirkwood, K-I-R-K-W-O-O-D.
0: This hour has been brought to you by 4 That's the number 4Patriots.com. Use the promo code OUTLOUD, one word, to get your 10% discount. And thanks for listening to the America Out Loud Network. Remember, the great shows that are here at AmericaOutloud.com. We have Dr. Peter McCullough, C- former CIA Tony Schaefer, uh, Malcolm's great show on Sunday, Viewpoint this Sunday, and attorney Tom Renz. They're all here at AmericaOutloud.com, plus a lot more. I'm Booker, and salt without flavor is useless, and you are the salt of the earth, so be Salty. You've been listening to Our Lives and Politics with your hosts Booker Scott and Lou Basada.